Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Um, before we get started, I was going to say this is an episode with my mate Alex Hart. Uh, we talk about movies and stuff because we have an Instagram page called I Am Movies, um, where we review, we review movies. We uh, talk about you know we've got movie art on there, steel books, occasionally do comics and sometimes TV series as well. Kind of depends. Um, but yeah, so if you're interested in that sort of thing, just uh, check us out on that. Follow us. I'll include a link below, and I think it's on the uh, the artwork anyway. Um, and just um, a heads up, we we do occasionally reference uh, a previous podcast, um, which we did actually record before this one. Um, but for certain reasons I'm not going to go into, um, I'm not going to release that one, at least not yet. I, mean, I might release it down the line a little bit, or I may not end up releasing it. Um, but I'm sure in the future me and Alex will have, a, have another chat, you know, because um, he's obviously moved to Wales now. Um, but I'm sure he's going to come back and hang out soon, and we'll probably all uh, try and sort out doing another podcast. But yeah, this one's just about movies. Um, so, all movie lovers, you know, you'll probably enjoy this one. Um, let us know what you think and stuff. Um, you know, like us on Facebook, rate, you know, all those sorts of things. You know, it's going to be all in the, the description and whatnot, so... Yeah, and with the show. We we're both really into films. Um, I'd say Alex is more into films than I am, which if anyone knows me knows how surprising that must be. But um, any, I think almost every film I've seen, you've also seen Alex, <laughs> uh, as well as I think I think of all my films, like I got like three or four hundred DVDs or Blu-rays. I think there was only about fifteen of them that you hadn't seen. Yeah. I think I lent you half of them anyway. So yeah. I think there's only imagining we well, yeah, imagine in the world there's probably only about twenty to thirty movies that I've seen that you haven't. Whereas you've seen. He's almost fucking everything. Talk to you about a movie, and it's just like, it's so rare for you not to have seen something. So, um, yeah, with this podcast, we're just going to just have a little chat for an hour or so, I guess, about just movies and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, in the last podcast, uh, I mentioned about uh, the guy who played Draco Malfoy, and it's Tom Felton. So, I'm sorry to anyone who's a massive Harry Potter fan. I, I do like... Yeah, Harry Potter, here's the thing, with, with all the blockbusters, okay? With Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and James Bond, um... I don't know if I'm missing any. Let's just say those ones, the, the, the sort of huge, the heavyweights of them. What are your your, your favourites? I know I know Jurassic Park, I think, is your absolute favourite, isn't it? Yeah, I love Jurassic Park. And then there's obviously, there's, you can go to like the Alien franchise and that sort of thing. Yeah, but... uh, Alien is my favourite horror movie of all time. Easily. Yeah, because you really like Alien, but I'm more of an Aliens fan. Yeah, it's, it, they're two different films. Yeah. Two genres that are totally different. So yeah. there's a lot of people that either fancy either one better depending on what your preference is for movies. It really. kind of depends when you watch them as well, doesn't it? Because like, I watched Aliens first, and then when I watched Alien 1, it just seemed really boring. Because, yeah. obviously, Alien 1's all about suspense, and it was one of the first films of that kind of, of like a sci-fi horror. Yeah, 1979, it's meant to how long ago it came out. Yeah, and it, to be honest, it is quite slow, but that's kind of the point. But it's like, you don't really see the Alien for like about an hour. Yeah, which is perfect, really, because you need something like that. Because it, it, it was, like, like I said, it was massive for the time like, oh yeah it was amazing well, reg- the suspense in it is absolutely perfect well, yeah well, regardless if whether or not you like the film alien it's one of those things where you have to admit it's it's one of those films just amazing at the time yeah you know? definitely it's like i say to people um with alfred hitchcock for example i haven't seen mm. a huge amount of his films but the birds you watch it now and the birds look like fucking shit they're made out of paper mache with string okay they look absolutely pitiful dog show yeah but I watched it when I was about 14, and when I was 14, I was a lot more critical of movies, and I really didn't like old movies, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, like, it's fucking amazing. It's great. Film. The idea of it is brilliant. I'd like them to remake it in a way that they don't fucking ruin it, which is very unlikely. Yeah, that's I'd, the problem. It's one of those films. It's, I'd say if they, 
I'll tell you who would be good at making it, remake it. Um, I can't remember who the director is, but you know The New Evil Dead? Yes, yes. Because that's one of the only remakes. I'd say The New Evil Dead and The New Nightmare on Elm Street, those are the only two remakes of horror Nightmare films. on Elm Street? The one with um, the guy who played Rorschach in... Uh, Jesus in Christ, what an awful film. You didn't like the new one? Fucking dog shite. See? That's what I mean. Everyone's got everyone's got different opinions on it. I loved it. I absolutely... I thought that film was amazing. However, a lot of people hated it. But what I think generally everyone can agree on is that Evil Dead, the new one, um, which was... I think it was still produced by Sam Raimi, who made the original trilogy. Yeah. Who also made the Spider-Man trilogy. Um, but the new Evil Dead is so good yeah it's absolutely like, amazing one of the only remakes that everyone kind of unanimously agrees is just fucking brilliant it is re- they did really well if they um, remade the birds with that sort of where it's got the hint it, maybe sam raimi if sam raimi remade the birds where the right mix of horror with a bit of comedy because obviously yeah. that sort of situation like have you seen the um ash versus the evil dead series yes Oh, so good! Yeah, it's amazing. Have you seen the second series? I haven't seen the second. No, no, have I yet? No, no it's, some, it's on my watch list. But yeah. um, the thing with the birds, um, I, I I've watched it probably last year, I think. Oh, really? And okay. it's still a fantastic film. The acting's the act- great as well. Yes, but the thing that makes it terrifying is the sound. Oh, the flapping! The it's awful. Yeah, because in the film, there's so many times where the flapping gets louder and louder, and then it it becomes overbearing. It's almost deafening, isn't it? It's awful, and it's like it's one of those sounds. It's so uneasy. The flapping mm. of wings, like you have a bird in your house, like the sound of it is just it's, I don't know, it makes my skin crawl. Well, it's like you get a little sparrow or something in my old place where I used to work. A, a bird would occasionally fly in, and then you have to get out. But it's flapping about, it freaks you out a bit because it's just yeah, like you man. don't hear wings very it's often. It's such a frantic motion, yeah, and the sound from it is so frantic yeah. and uneasy. Like I think that's what it, it's so overpowering in the movie, and it really does like put you in creeps because it's so flipping it, man. It's, but, the idea of it as well you know you think that if every bird did some reason try to try to attack humans that's it we're gone you know what i mean like we're fucked there's there's almost no way we could survive if we all managed if we had enough warning if it was like a disease that spread over the world maybe the last place it was hit by it could hide underground or something but like as it shows in that movie you know they just crash through the windows a few but if you have a swarm of like 200 birds yeah they all crash into a window yeah maybe 10 of them die but then you've still got like 190 birds in yeah. one fucking room you're dead because there's that scene which I remember, which is just brilliant, and it's. I remember my dad telling me about the film The Birds, and I remember watching it at the start, and you see the birds, and you're like, oh god. But then there's a bit where you see them all go into that guy's uh, room, and um, I would say spoilers, but the film's made in the, the '60s or something. So, but um, they they all go into this room, and all the birds, and the people, these people go into the room afterwards, and there's this guy who's like slumped by the window, and he's had his eyes pecked out. Yeah, and it's man. not like as gory or gruesome as a lot of films today, but the imagery of it. Yeah, man. That's haunting. what Hitchcock was so good with, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. man. It's haunting. It's, it's, it's the small little things that make you feel uneasy. And I think he, he nailed it in that film. And I think. Hitchcock was a genius. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've, yeah I've only seen. Save the Imagination. I'm is. not sure actually of how many of his films I've actually seen. I don't think I've seen Psycho. I don't Real, think. I've seen Rear Window. I don't think I've actually seen any of his films by the birds, thinking about it. Me trying to pretend that I know a lot about Vertigo? film. Vertigo? No, I haven't seen Vertigo. I haven't seen North by Northwest. Well, funny thing is, if you if you've seen Rear Window, um, uh, they did a film with Charlotte Booth in. Um, oh, the uh, Disturbia. Yeah, that was a loose remake. Of, oh, okay. I haven't seen that uh, Rear Window, but I know. Um, I think Simpsons parodied that as well. Yeah, probably they parodied a lot of. Um, they ru- They ruined The Shining for me, The Simpsons, because really? I, I I saw The Simpsons horror Shining. 
um, which I, th- I think is still really funny. You know, it's got groundskeeper Willie saying the shining. It's like, don't you mean the shining? Shh, you don't want to get sued. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and he's just constantly walking around with groundskeeper Willie being it's crazy. Brilliant. Yeah, but I love that. The, the film itself, The Shining, I watched that uh, about two or three years must be after I saw that Simpson episode and I just knew the entire plot. So it would not be every single thing that happened. But the thing is, because I'd seen The Simpsons of it and because I'd, when I watched it, I think I was 14 or 15, which is, one of the worst ages to watch films at, really. When, when it's like, when they're iconic films. Yeah. You know, especially when they're older films. It, it's weird that as you get older, you kind of appreciate older films a bit more. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I watched it and I just really wasn't that impressed. I just thought it was slow. Nothing really happened in it. And it's one of the only films, really, that when in today's uh, thing, generally if there's films that are classics, if I don't really like them, I can appreciate them. But The Shining's just one that's just really never clicked with me. Yeah, it's a shame because it is such a fucking amazing movie. But yeah, I accept Stephen King well. don't like it. He hates it. He True. He thinks it's one of the worst adaptations of his books ever made. Yeah. Funny enough, it is very different from the book. Yeah. But it, it in itself is an absolute fucking astonishing movie. But mm. Jack Nicholson makes it. And oh, he's great in it. Um, yeah. Like uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's... Oh, that film's amazing. Well, Jack Nicholson is just fantastic in everything. Yeah, he's really he, good. He's a, he's a really, really good actor. Um, he was in the um, Adam Sandler movie before he went shite, wasn't it? Was that the Anger Management? Anger Management, that was a brilliant film. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'm not the biggest yeah. Adam Sandler fan. No, but that was before, that was on the verge of him just going fucking full-on meltdown. And <laughs> the shittest films ever made. The thing is, I like Grown Ups, the first one. Jesus, please, please stop talking. It's, it's one no, of those... No, not talking on the podcast about, pod... about Grown Ups. I'm just saying that with that film, if you watch it expecting something funny, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you're just expecting like a, an easy-to-watch, light-hearted, not-too-deep human film, like a people film then it's alright. It's like a really average... Like, if you like... You know, all the other people films are, are such high standards. You know, you've got The Way, Way Back um, and mm. Little Miss Sunshine, and uh, they're both fantastic. You've got all the Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movies, and obviously me and you fucking love Wes Anderson, and all, I'd say pretty much all his films are phenomenal, except it wasn't that fast on Bottle Rocket, um, but that was like his first one, so it's understandable. And then, um, how was... Oh, fucking Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, oh that film is so good. You know, th- there's so many people films that have come out that are just so next level mm. and then if you watch grown-ups expecting a people film you'll be pleasantly surprised you know mm. it's just that i've never really found adam sandler that funny you know i think i think happy gilmore's good i think Waterboy's quite good you know click's a really great film especially the idea of it is, is very fantastic good. but it's like the problem is with adam sandler is he over adam sandler's himself yeah yeah like with Waterboy, his accent is so fucking annoying oh, i can't stand, but stand that movie. that's why i can't watch little nicky I literally oh, I love Little Nicky see, Man. I know a lot of people amazing. say it's great, but I literally cannot watch it. His voice in it is so so annoying. I'm just like, no, I, I can't. It pisses me off too much. But hand on heart, I would rather shit in my hands than clap <laughs> well, than watch Grown Ups again. Well, to be honest, Grown Ups like two hours long, so it's probably it's probably a quicker I, thing to do I'd to shit. Gouge my eyes out. Yeah, we well, no. all are more passionate about hating certain films than I am. Well, what one the here's is something we should do, right? What really big films, or at least very well received films, or do you think aren't that great? Um, they're not necessarily very well received. Pain and Gain with Rock, and I think it was Mark Wahlberg in. No one, barely anyone's seen that film. I'm talking about yeah. like, here's one for me: The Revenant. Now, if you if you had a computer to make an Oscar-winning film, The Revenant would be it. It's got DiCaprio in, who is fantastic in it. It's got Tom Hardy in, who's fantastic. I'd argue that Tom Hardy's better in it, to be honest. Um, there's that kid, Will Will 
Poulter, who's in Detroit and no, with the Millers. He's, really, he's amazing. Really good now. I listened to a podcast with him. He was on Scrooby's Pips podcast recently, actually. It's only an hour long. I'd really recommend you download yeah, it. Man, he's he really sounds such an awesome guy. Like, I just want to hug him. He's so genuine. I'd really, really recommend you download that. Yeah, man. I, he's a brilliant actor. And he, I think he's really getting the roles that he needed now. Because yeah. he did the one where he's in the road trip with... Um, That's the We the Millers, I think. Yes, with Jennifer and, that, and I thought that was brilliant. And That's I was, surprising. I was really hoping to see him in more stuff, and mm. obviously him in Detroit and in that Revenant, so yeah. he's great, 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 great actor. But with the Revenant, I, I think Tom Hardy played it better than Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think I think Tom Hardy is the DiCaprio of Britain. I think everything I see Tom Hardy in, he is absolutely amazing. He's great in Legend, he's great in The Revenant, he's great, I've, I'm in Peaky Blinders, I'm on Series 2 now, he's great in that. Lawless he's amazing in. Yeah, brilliant he's just, Lawless. Everything I see him in, he's just so good. And DiCaprio is the same. DiCaprio yeah. in Wolf of Wall Street is just, he should have won the Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I think his, his portrayal on Wolf of Wall Street is some of the best acting I think I've ever seen. Him and the Ludes is just one yeah. of the funniest things I've ever seen. But um, the, the Revenant, I'm, I was... <laughs> I'm glad you're watching Peaky Blinders now, because I was banging on to you to watch that and uh, what's your thoughts on it so far how are you into it um series one i thought the first episode it kind of put me off a bit because i was like it wasn't i was kind of expecting because i heard oh they're the peaky blinders they wear razor razors in their mm. in their caps and you know they're gangsters and they cut people's eyes and things like that and i was like oh it's gonna be like a really brutal thing and then yeah. it wasn't and i was like oh but then it's much more clever than that and obviously it's based on yes. And the real sort of uh, the Shelby uh, brothers or whatever from Birmingham in the 1920s and stuff. And I find that the whole thing, what they're doing a lot more with series now, is there's a lot of them are becoming a lot more gritty and a lot more dark, but a lot more human. Mm. So And it's very hard now. There's so many anti-heroes now. And obviously, I know Deadpool's the big anti-hero, but he's really just kind of, an, he's kind of a hero, but a bit of a dick. But like, you know, like Breaking Bad's probably the best example recently, where... You watch all of Breaking Bad, and Breaking Bad's fucking phenomenal, but it's like, you watch that, and, you know, except maybe the last season or so, you are kind of supporting Walt, even though he's being a dick to everyone, you yeah, know? Man. And it, it kind of brings about that whole thing of, no one's perfect. And even with with the Shelby Brothers, you know, it shows in series one, I won't, I won't support what happens if anyone hasn't seen it, you need to, it's on Netflix, six six episodes per season, they're an hour long each, you know, it, it's really, really good. I think series two of Tom Hardy comes into it, he's amazing in it as well. I just love Tom Hardy being Tom Second Hardy. Second season is, is really, really good. Have you seen series three yet? No, it's the only one, I've, I've been waiting for it to come on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I will probably just buy on Blu-ray because I'm going to get the set because it, we can get the Steelbook of Series 1 for 8 quid at the moment. Oh, amazing. I was tempted by that, but I was like, that's on Netflix. I can't really afford it. Yeah, they're both two seasons on Netflix. So yeah. Watch him. Yeah. But Killian Murphy, love him as well. Oh, Obviously, the, the main. Fucking in. amazing. Everything I've seen him in. He was in Inception, uh, yeah, Sunshine, 28 Days Later. I watched he, he... Red Eye the other day. Is it Red Eye? I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, that one. Um, and that was amazing. Yeah. Well, him, the most people know Killian Murphy most from either Batman Begins, he was Scarecrow, or I think his. One of his best roles, apart from Thomas Shelby in Peaky Blinders, but obviously the problem is a series, you get so much more screen time, so much more character depth compared to movies. But him in 28 Days Later. Yeah. That, I think that Danny Boyle, who made 28 Days Later, Shallow Grave and Trainspotting, he is, and Slumdog Millionaire, um, he is him and David Fincher, who made Fight Club, Seven, Gone Girl, Go the Dragon Tattoo. Sorry? Alien 3. He made Alien 3? Yeah. Oh, wow. Fair enough. Um, unfortunately, that's probably the worst of the four, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, but if you if you understand what the film went through before it came into what it is, True. you kind of appreciate it. Well, Alien 3 is a great movie. It's just it's worse than Aliens in every way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's literally like, yeah. here's Aliens. Let's get rid of half the interesting cast. Get rid of the massive battle at the end. 
and add loads of flashing lights. And it's yeah. like, if they made Alien, then Alien 3, and then Aliens, it would come, mm. it'd probably be better in a way. Yeah. But it's because you had Aliens that was such a perfect film, and then Alien 3 was just like, just slightly worse. Yeah. But I love David Fincher, and I love obviously Danny Moore and stuff. But um, yeah, the starting scene in 28 Days Later, obviously everyone should have seen that film by now. Even if you're not into zombie films, it's, you know, I, I didn't love the film. I don't think it's one of the best zombie films, but I just think the first 15 minutes of that film, along with the soundtrack, is some of the best cinema you can ever see. Yes. I, I just think Ways walking through London and there's no one there. And that, I can't remember what the music is. Yeah, it's amazing. If people just Google 28 Days Later soundtrack, it'll come up. And I've listened to that so many times. It's amazing. It's so it. good. Yeah, Danny Ball's got a real thing for picking the best music and stuff. Yeah, and you don't glorify it as well. Because yeah. in those photos, London looks shit. Like, it's oh, well, yeah, shit. It, it, well, Britain, generally, as we were talking about in the last podcast, Britain's fucking grey is And they don't, they don't glorify it. They make it look like it's... That's what I really like about a film. It's very much... The quality of the cameras aren't very good. Like, it's a very low-budgeted film as such. Like, it yeah. doesn't look that great in lots of the It's not polished. Shots. No, no, no. Not by any means of the imagination. Oh, it's, excuse me. But, um... Yeah, I do love that film. But yeah, Red Eye, if you've never seen that right. with him, and uh, it's amazing. It's basically like, um, it does get more uh, action packed in the end of it, yeah. but it's very much two people sat next to each other on a plane. I'm not going to give too much away. Yeah. Uh, you think, obviously, it's just a normal thing, it's a coincidence that she keeps bumping into him, and then obviously stuff gets revealed. Um, I won't give too much away, but he's trying to murder someone. Oh, Christ. Yeah. And. He's trying to use the person he sat next to on a fucking plane. Like, it's absolutely brilliant. Like, come yeah. on. Like, it's really well done. And mm. can you imagine that, being sat on a plane and someone next to you, just like, if you don't do this stuff, uh, we're going to kill you. Yeah, that sounds... <laughs> on a plane. What's well, yeah. like, um, there's that film, Phone Booth, that I think is really good. Oh, brilliant film, yeah. It's, it's surprising, because it's got, it's got Colin Firth in it, who, he's amazing in... Not Colin Firth, Christ, that's completely different. Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Firth and Colin Farrell, two of the most opposite yeah, like, yeah, actors there are. Um you know, Colin Farrell and Kiefer Sutherland. I was just like... Kiefer Sutherland, amazing. Yeah, it's like, I remember that film. I think I got it from like a, a nearby uh, video. I think a showing video I got it for, for like two quid or maybe a CEX I got it for like a quid. And I, I remember, I can't remember why I even got it. Because you know, I was just like, well, maybe my dad got it for me or something. I don't know. But I just remember getting it and being like, this film isn't going to be that good. I remember watching it being like, this is so well done. Like, oh, it's so, so clever. so good. It's really good. Yeah, I love that movie. But um, yeah, for me, I'd say the most popular film, which I'm really not into, apart from generally James Bond movies, but I've only seen Casino Royale, um, is is The Revenant. I just think it's two and a half hours long, easily cut 45 minutes out of that. And if they did, that would have been an absolutely amazing movie. It's just the director was glorifying his... He's basically he's getting a boner over how awesome his, his shots were. And it's like, they were beautiful shots, but mm. I don't need every single time the camera cuts to have... 10 to 20 to sometimes 40 seconds of just watching the sunrise or sunset or something over these beautiful looking trees and mountains you just don't need to see that every five minutes see that's probably my favorite part of the movie is the uh that's the like, well, we're different but obviously yeah because obviously i work outdoors and that's why i've been moving to wales for is the scenery so i really appreciate in that movie yeah um i understand from a story perspective um it's not exactly that. It has its redeeming factors. Like there's some, the bear scene is absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah, the bear scene. Some of the kind of hallucinogenic well, the, f- the first scenes. half an hour to 45 minutes is absolutely phenomenal. It's just when it gets separated, it just becomes him crawling for about an hour. Tom Hardy is absolutely phenomenal in that movie, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy steals a show, I think. I think yeah. he should have got the Oscar. 
but yeah, he's he's just and obviously we just saw him in um. Oh, what's it called? What, what, what the film we just saw Tom Hardy and he's played he's the pilot. Oh, Dunkirk. Yeah, he's of in Dunkirk. He's brilliant yeah. in Dunkirk. Was Even though he doesn't do much, like him as as an actor. Well, Chris Nolan made Dunkirk as another director I love. Oh yeah, amazing. Interstellar, oh, that film, and obviously Memento is great as well. But yeah, well Tom Hardy, just everything he's in, he's just phenomenal. Oh, Killian Murphy's in it as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we forgot that. Oh Christ, Christ, well, coming right back on itself. We're we're terrible. There's you run an Instagram page claiming to be movie buffs, and we couldn't even remember the film we watched that a few weeks ago. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. So, so what's your what was your film which everyone just loves and you either just don't get it or you, you're um, just really really not into it Memento <laughs> you don't get big, Memento not a big fan of that film oh but I suppose it's it's a really cool film but it's mainly because it's so edgy and, and like yeah. the way it's made is kind of intentionally so try hard um, I don't like Natural Born Killers you've ever seen Natural Born Killers no, you know, you know, I haven't seen that yet. I'm going to because I love Woody Harrelson. I think it was, was it written or something by Tarantino or something. No, maybe ex-produced, but no, yeah. um, not 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 a massive massive fan of it. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I think it's a lot of the how it's made. When I don't know, it doesn't click with me, and I think there's a few films where, um, it just doesn't click with me. So the same as Pain and Gain, that film with Rock and that in. It's just. Oh, I can't stand it. I think from studying film at college, you kind of realise how shit the editing and the shots. Oh, another one which, to be fair, wasn't actually. It was quite panned by critics. Is Suicide Squad? Such a letdown, massive letdown. Yeah, um, see, I'm I'm one of the people who actually enjoyed Suicide Squad. Not, but I I was kind of like me and uh, my mate Callum, who once again another person going to get on the podcast. Um, we obviously me you and Callum have all got limitless cards so we can go to the cinema whenever we want so I always go with either you or Callum and um, we saw it quite late compared to everyone else and because everyone was saying it's like the shittest film ever this is terrible it's pathetic blah, blah, we went in there going we have to watch it because we're watching DC films yes. and we're film buffs so we were like and we we're like this is going to be terrible and then we watched it and we came out the cinema like that wasn't that bad and I think what the thing was is that it got so much hype, and the problem is it had such potential. It could have it easily, did. easily been the best superhero film, p- apart from arguably Dark Knight, because I don't really think any superhero films can beat that. Apart from Dark Knight, I think Suicide Squad, if they had the right casting, the right director, the right mm-hmm. amount of writing and everything, it would have been one of the best superhero films of the decade. Easy. Yeah. But the problem was, Jared Lee as Joker... His acting wasn't the problem. It was the character of the Joker was just shit because you could have literally replaced it with anyone. You didn't even need to be the Joker. It was just a gangster. It was like, there's no point. You know, Harley Quinn was pretty good, but it was just primarily Margot Robbie being hot and annoying, which yeah. is, was fine. Will Smith stole the show, which I love Will Smith. But when you've got the, a film called Suicide Squad and there's going to be all these Marvel miscreants and you have Will Smith being Deadshot, being the standout star, that's how you know the rest of the film is so bland because Will Smith is great at being Will Smith. He's either angry, pissed off Will Smith, sad Will Smith, or happy Will Smith. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, robot, I am legend. Sad, angry Will Smith. Deadshot, he's angry, sad Will Smith. Seven Pounds, concussion, pursuit of happiness, he's sad Will Smith. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Men in Black, he's happy Will Smith. He's only got the three. And that's fine, because that's what he does, you know? Yeah. It's more than Seth Rogen's got, which I love Seth Rogen, but he's only ever Seth Rogen in films. But it's like... If you have a character who... Will Smith is just being Will Smith. And Will Smith... When you've got characters like the Joker, Harley Quinn, um, Killer Croc, 
whoever the fuck Boomerang is. I'm not into the DC Comics or DC much at all, you know. But it's like, when you've got all these things in there, and your standout character is Will Smith being Will Smith, then you know you've got a problem, you know? Yeah, they just, I don't know, the editing for that was choppy and shit as well. They edited new edited scenes and stuff, and just generally didn't enjoy it. It was too much pressure, I think, on the, oh, on the and film. Oh, the start is so fucking poorly done. Like, See, you don't like the start, I love the start. No, it's With like, the fact files coming up. See, yeah, I, I love no. that bit. They, they had to do it, because obviously they had to explain characters, but the way that they transition from it is literally so straight cut. It's like, here's a scene, music plays, cut. Here's a scene, music plays, and it's cut so drastically. It's so... It's rushed. For someone who really likes movies, mm. the transition and those scenes together is so poorly done. It's like a fucking project you would have done at school and you didn't know how to transfer scenes together. Even like when you fucking put a photo on computer, if you put a load of photos, load of photos together, yeah. you can choose the transition thing where it fades into the next bit yeah. and it just makes it that much more clean. Yeah. They didn't even do anything like that. It literally is so cut. It just looks shit. And mm. I hate that they do it with the music as well because they have some really good tunes in it. I found they, they cut very quickly. Oh, they do. They just had to go... Well, they also just... The first half hour to an hour of the film is basically like, here's some vague interesting scenes and like vaguely interesting scenes and with really sick music on top of it. And it just seems like someone went, hmm, what should we do here? Hmm. Well, the acting isn't that great. The story's a bit thin. Let's just put a really cool, pumpy rock anthem that everyone yeah. quite likes for 30 seconds and then just stop it immediately. And they had, like... They had that Eminem song. I think it's... Uh, I think it's Real Slim Shady, I think. And I'm obviously, I'm a huge Eminem fan, and most people pretty much are, especially our age. But it's like... There's no need for him to... It was just like they started getting changed and putting all their stuff on, you know, 40 minutes in or whatever. Mm. And they start playing, and it's like, this is a cool song, but it doesn't fit at all. No. And they just stop. It literally, like, the scene doesn't even change. It just stops. It's like, yeah, what? It's, it's crap. And it doesn't, it doesn't work. But the funny thing is, the trailer was so well done. <laughs> well, t- Whoever made that trailer uh, should have got fucking Oscar, because they, they, they made a film... Most trailers can show a shit film to look good, but this made it look absolutely fucking epic. And the sound editing editing on the trailer is so perfect with um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. To the point where shots are making the sound of it and the plane, the the, the helicopter falling down. It's yeah. so so good that you think, wow, they must have had this. And then you watch a movie like they must have done change people or something well, I think they the said people they, like, that made the trailer should fucking have got every award for it because that's the only good bit about the movie was the trailer I think they cut about what um, with uh, Jared Leto was whinging about it wasn't he because um, I think he filmed like an extra sort of like 20 or 30 minutes of Joker footage that wasn't even put in there yeah. they completely cut a big chunk out of the Joker story out and rejiggered the plot about that I think there was like five or six different scripts for Suicide Squad or there were five or six different endings or something that they kept changing around it might end up being for me well, it's, it's alright I've got it on Steelbook to be honest the Steelbook artwork is beautiful it looks fucking cool but it's yeah. like do you have it? yeah yeah have you seen it? Um, I'll have to have a look after this yeah yeah no worries I'll grab it for you in a sec but it's like um the, the steelbook looks beautiful and it's got extended cut and I couldn't even really tell the difference in the film it's, like, mm. it's got like 10 minutes extra or something but it was like, I want to buy the steelbook because I do actually enjoy the film and I I do actually like it it's just the way I would describe it is a ever so slightly more adult Marvel superhero film but almost worse in every way yeah and it was just like it, it, it bothered me because it had such potential you know 
you know, that's the thing is with DC is, you know, Man vs. Steel, for me, the first hour of it was fucking awesome. And then when he actually starts fighting, which is the part you kind of want about Superman, it's just shit and pointless. Because he's just punching, they're just punching each other through buildings yeah. for an hour. And it's like, but it's almost like neither of them can die. So it's almost pointless. And then eventually, obviously, he does kill him at the end. It's just like, okay, cool. And then Batman vs. Superman was just absolutely pathetic. That's awesome. Like two and a half hours. And it was so boring and predictable. And none of it made any sense. And then they released that extended cut, which is even longer. <laughs> so I'm not watching that. Yeah, thinking it was like an adult version, didn't they? Thinking it would save it. But no. you know what my... Imagine this is what I imagine yeah. the making of Suicide Squad was like. So do you know in the Simpsons movie, okay, when they're talking about what they're going to do to Springfield, all right? What with the, like how they're going to make it better? Well, they, he's got those sheets, doesn't he? Have those plans? Oh, of course. And, and he goes like, to the mayor, and he goes, "It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah." He's got we've got five plans. Like these are what we could do, and then the mate he's like, "I want this one," and he's like, "Oh, I wouldn't go for that one." And then he goes, I want that one. He's like, no, I wouldn't go for that one. So he's obviously just trying to choose which one it is. Yeah. And obviously the guy doing it is probably the guy that makes all the budget and stuff. Yeah. And was trying to find the easiest script to do. So he probably had some really good scripts, but they just thought, no, nah, we'll do one. And I can just imagine it like that. Some dumbass Well, DC meeting. were trying to catch up with Marvel too much. That's the problem. Oh, it was that... a rat race, wasn't it? Well, that's the thing. And like they released Man of Steel, which was kind of like mixed reviews because... I... The start yeah. of Man of Steel is brilliant. It's like, so dark bit... and gritty. It's what you I want from that it. Kind of I really enjoyed the start of it. Yeah. She goes, dog shite. Yep, I totally agree. And then Batman vs Superman was shit. Pretty much the entire film, except the bits where Batman was by himself beating mm. up people, because that bit was awesome. And then Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor was terrible. Yeah, miscast. I really like Jesse Eisenberg, but he did not do Lex Luthor justice. He just Kevin sucked. Spacey did it with her. Yeah, see, I haven't seen, and I don't think I've seen many of the odd Superman films. I just don't like him. I just don't like Superman. I think he's shit. It's no, just like, I, I, I don't like Superman. I, I, I've, I've never no, liked Superman. no time for him. Like, well, it's just like here's an enemy, which his only weakness is kryptonite and his love for his girlfriend. It's like, yeah, man. Well, you've literally written like immediately. You've already completely ruined it because you know the only things that can happen is either obviously Man of Steel. It's someone like him who fights him, but it's not like two humans fighting. It's just two people who can't kill each other, and then randomly at the end, he yeah, just, he just suddenly can kill him. And it's like, what? It's like they hit each other with like those metal girders and stuff, and it's like they fly into a building, and then they come back, and neither of them are scratched at all. And it's like, but he's so indestructible, you can shoot a bullet into his eye, and he doesn't feel it. It doesn't hurt him. So it's but, like, yeah. so it's like me hitting you as hard as I can with a pillow. It's like, but th- that doesn't do anything. So there's no point. So you're just watching these two people fight the whole time, which just ah, oh, that triggered me. But yeah, it's like um, it just breaks his neck. Yeah, and it's just that end is just, oh, Bollocks. you just watch it and you're like, okay. And they just kind of end. It's like, all right. And, and the funny thing is, after that film, I went away thinking Michael Shannon, don't like him as an actor. Thought, nah, not, he's not a good actor at all. But then in the last year, the films he's been in and done, he's become one of my favourite actors. Nocturnal so, Animals. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He's absolutely amazing in that. Um, and another film I watched quite recently with him, and I can't think what it's called, but it was amazing in that as well. Oh, amazing. Thank I'm going to heard that noise. That's me chucking a steelbook at Alex so you can see that. Oh, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's the Suicide Squad thing. If, if any of you... Uh, but va- you can't polish a turd. <laughs> if, if any of you are even vaguely interested, just just Google Suicide Squad steel book, as in, you know, metal steel book, one word, and just look at the, the HMV artwork for it. It, it. it looks so cool, and it looks the way almost the film should have been. But... Um, yeah, sorry, you're talking about Michael Shannon, because he was in oh, Nocturnal in, Animals. Yeah, he, he's in the other film, which is Midnight Special. He was good in that. And also Take Shelter. I've only just recently watched this with Hannah. Um, well, we've got to the end of it. It's, it gets quite weird. Have you ever seen Take Shelter? I don't even know what it is, no. 
So, Take Shelter. The I read, series. I read, known as a film. Um, really, it came out in 2011. Um, right. Take Shelter. Plagued by a series of apocalyptic visions, a young husband and father questions whether to take his family into shelter from the upcoming storm or himself. And it's very much about, like, is he seeing these apocalypse-like thoughts? Like, is it actually happening? Yeah. Or is he making it up? And, um... Yeah, and it's a very good film, very dark. Um, yeah. Michael Shannon plays an amazing role in it, and obviously he's just a man that's literally losing it. Like, can you imagine? And he sees all these horrific visions and stuff. But absolutely brilliant film. Um, still haven't finished it, but from <laughs> the point we got up to, it's absolutely brilliant. And uh, Michael Shannon is a phenomenal actor, and he's also in the Shape of Water film coming out as well. Oh yeah, because that, that's the um, that's a Gilda Toro one where yeah. everyone's kind of umming and ahhing if the the creature in it's meant to be Abe from. Uh, oh, I think it is. I hope it is. That'd be that'd be a nice little multiverse thing, wouldn't it? Oh, brilliant! I really do like Abe. I think it's great. Yeah, I love Hellboy. That's another uh, another um, superhero movie which is absolutely brilliant. See, I think Hellboy Two is way better than Hellboy One. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, Hellboy One was all right. I mean, I watched it the first one. I was like, That's amazing, and then I watched it again. And I was like, to be honest, it's really cool at the start, and then it's kind of fizzles out yeah the end of it's just really unsatisfying and dull. yeah it's not as good as the second one but the second one i've had really consistent the really good and the universe they created around it i really hoped they would open the universe up and make well more. they've made they've continued it on with, with comics i think i think there's, yeah, yeah i haven't read too many um hellwood comics i just want to see ron perlman with a giant rock fist beat the shit out of people again this is so cool i know yeah. ron perlman beating anyone up is cool especially him looking like a devil yeah man he's really good in drive Oh yeah, yeah. Drive is a cool movie. Yeah, that's man, one of those weird. Awesome that was the film that made me like Ryan Gosling because I hadn't really seen him in much. And the problem is, I've had this like um, I had it with I think it was Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Where I was a bit like, oh, they're just good actors because they're good looking. And then and DiCaprio a bit when I was a bit younger as well. And then it's like, oh wait, no, they're fucking great. Like George Clooney saw me from dusk till dawn, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Saw Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Saw DiCaprio in. It wasn't Wolf of Wall Street was the film that I realised I loved. DiCaprio. Basketball Diaries is a film that I was like, fuck. Well, he's so young in it. He's only like yeah. 14, but Basketball Diaries is an amazing movie. It's really good. I, I unfortunately like Train Spotting so much that Basketball Diaries to me was just slightly worse than Train Spotting. Yeah. They're quite different films. Yeah. But, you know, they, they kind of go hand in hand in a way. It's kind of like the difference between uh, an American kid mm. with heroin and a Scottish bloke on heroin. But they're both great films, both absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really good. Obviously, Trainspotting is one of my all-time favorite films ever. Um, but yeah, it's, what, what do you think of? Did you watch? Um, you didn't watch the new Mummy film, did you? Or? No, I watched. Um, don't so, don't watch the new Mummy. No, what I did, it, someone had posted it on YouTube. Well, so the whole it, film. Yeah, someone's put the whole film on YouTube, um, and it was you could watch it live. So what I did, because I couldn't be asked to watch the movie, I just skipped through it to find scenes that looked pretty cool <laughs> and it looked utter shit and I watched the end part that's of it that's a terrible way to watch a movie well no I didn't want to watch it at all so I, I, I watched the start of it with the plane come down and I watched him waking up then I skipped through a little bit later when he's the lady's doing all the kind that of shit that lady's the girl in Peaky Blinders series 1 isn't she so. yeah and then then there's a water scene at the end or something they're swimming I was yeah. like, I ain't got time for this shit like, really I, I saw that cinema I didn't I had no high hopes for it but I watched all if anyone, if anyone follows us, um, uh, I am movies. It's like um, I did a thing where I watched the three uh, Brendan Fraser mummy films, and they're all like the third one is surprisingly good as well. That they're all just really like the Dragon Empire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first I two. Are, see, I thought the first two are amazing, and then the third one is still pretty damn good. But it's all 
it's just not as good. It's, it's kind of like just it's one of those films where why on earth would you watch the third one if mm. you can watch the first or second one? And then you know, I think I can't remember if the third one or the second was one where those, I think the second one's the one where they've got these weird. The second one's the Scorpion King one, isn't it? Yeah, yes. that, I found the first. I thought I think that film was just like the first Mummy, but worse in every way. And then the the CGI Dwayne Johnson at the end is just terrible. Oh, it's the worst. And the those worst weird little PS2 graphics, tiny mummy things that are like three feet tall towards the end as well. Jumping just, on the buses. Yeah, and it just never gets explained ever. And it's just like, well, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those a bit things. misguided. I want them to. I wish they'd remade the Mummy and Sam Raimi had remade it with Brendan Fraser. I just, I, just, I don't want Brendan Fraser to be in it again because I love Brendan Fraser. Don't yeah. worry, he's gone. Last time I saw him was in Scrubs when it was a horrendously depressing episode of Dr. Cox. Did a film called like Bejeweled or something, isn't he? I don't know. I haven't heard from Where him he since. He goes out with the devil. Oh, okay. Well, with, um... Oh, no, I've seen... I think I've seen the, the DVD of that. That's quite an old film, I think. Yeah, it's Lady in the Red Dress. Yeah. And he's, like, sat and there's, like, a snake around her necks. Yeah. Well, it's like, um... Yeah, the new Mummy film, don't watch it, guys. Anyone who's got high hopes for it, don't. The only cool part about it is Russell Crowe being uh, Jekyll and Hyde. But he's not... It's not that he's amazing, it's just the rest of the film is so poor, by mm. comparison it looks good, and I just think, he's he's alright as G- Jekyll and Hyde, but the thing is, is that you could have easily got someone way, way better. And they've tried to do this whole Dark Universe thing, where they've got, you know, the mummy, they're probably going to have Creature from the Black Lagoon, I think, they're having Bride of Frankenstein, all these sorts of things. It's like, you can't just think, we've got all these monsters, let's create universe out of it. You have to actually kind of, in a way, have a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be something good about them all. They'll never ever beat the Monster Squad. It'll never be that. I don't even know what that is. It's a movie. Monster Squad. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. It's like the Goonies and Stand By Me, but it's Stand a load of kids me. versus all of the classic um, monster movies, uh, villains. So you've got um, The Mummy, you've got Frankenstein, you've got Dracula, you've got Wealth, and it's such an, it's an 80s movie. Right. And it's obviously, they all look, the characters all look, apart from what they did in like the 60s and that yeah. and it's such an amazing movie and it's just these kids trying to it, and you can't I, I'm trying to get on Blu-ray but it's so impossible to get on Blu-ray you're so like um, underground but um, you can get on DVD but in limited you're, you're a quality snob like I am now but it's such it's an amazing amazing movie and it's one of my favourite monster movies of all time I love classic monster movies um, yeah. I've watched them all um, but that is a really good film and especially with the kids they're all like Young and then it's very much like it, the Losers Club, but it's before they did that. And if you've never seen it, it's an amazing movie. If you like classic monster movies, can we just do a shout out just about the new it film? Can we just say how unbelievably great that was? Like, I hadn't seen the original three and a half hour mini series thing that was out, but like, it was the new it film. Not only was it very tense and creepy and scary in all the right amounts. Um, but I suppose it wasn't quite as scary, I think, as it could have been. But I find that everything else was so balanced, where the bits where it was light were so perfectly done, and it was so funny. I was so surprised how funny it was. I know the kid actors in it because there's one the the main kid who's the the funny one is the one from he's in Stranger Things, and in Stranger Things there's oh, I'm gonna sound like such a dick now. In Stranger Things, I can't remember which one it is. Is it there's there's a kid who goes missing. It's not him. There's the kid, Duncan, with the missing front teeth. It's not him. And then it's the black kid. I can't remember his name, I'm sorry, but I can't think of any way to d- differentiate between them all. That's not him. It's the other one who falls... Or it's kind of really good friends of L. Um, him. He's the one who's in, in it, and he's just amazing in it, you know? Um, Stranger Things as well. You need to watch... Anyone who likes movies, just watch Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, Stranger Things is really good. It's so, so good. It's, it's Everyone I know has seen it loves it. 
Um, but we're on a little tangent. What are the... I was going to say, some other films that like are really well uh, received that we think are crap. Like, I think The Descent. Like, I hate that film. Oh, I love The First Descent. I just can't Brilliant believe how film. you'd like it. I just It was so predictable. Me and Reese watched it when we were like... Just a, yeah, just a generic horror for... film. But it's got some good scares. It's got some good body horror gore in it. The first half an hour when I was watching it, I was like... I was like, this is really good because there's they're they're climbing in the descent just briefly. If people haven't seen it. It's made by the guy who made Dog Soldiers, um, which Love I, Dog Soldiers. I haven't seen Dog Soldiers, but I do want to watch it. Love it. Um, the descent. These women go caving, you know, go abseiling down a cave and whatever, and then you know, one of them falls, they break their leg, and there's a scene where like her bone is sticking out of her leg, and they have to snap it back in. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's so brutal and so realistic looking, and that really gives you chills. And then. You know, halfway through the film, these little gremlin-y things come Gollums. out. They look like a crossing Gollum and Voldemort with pointy ears and no eyes. So it's kind of like Gollum, Voldemort, and that weird thing from Pan's Labyrinth that's got the yeah, eye hand things. And it's like those things put together. And then everyone gets killed by them. I'm, I would say I'm spoiling the film, but I don't care because I think the film is terrible and it's been out for 15... No, it's 2005, I think. So it's been out for a while as a horror film, so everyone always seems to die in horror films, generally. But um, these gremlin-y things come out. And everyone like, gets destroyed by them. And then the one main woman, she's not only is it predictable, because there's a bit where she's walking through a hallway and she peeks around a corner and it's not there. And then she peeks around there again and surprise, it jumps from the ceiling. And uh, me and Reese were watching it going, every jump scare that happened from that woman breaking her leg, we were like, oh, it's going to happen here. And it did. And so not only was the jump scare boring and unimaginative and the, the monsters were just, oh, randomly in a cave in America somewhere there's these weird gremlin-y things and there's absolutely hundreds of them and they've all evolved in there for some reason and then everyone's terrified of them and gets wrecked by them all except this one woman she manages to escape them she falls in a pool of blood she literally gets out of the pool of blood stands up and is immediately badass and she kills so many of them she has one ice pick or something and she just goes through and kills them and the last half hour of the film or 20 minutes or whatever is just her killing loads of these gremlin things it's just like this isn't scary it's not thrilling it's just boring and poorly written you don't fall in a in a giant pool of blood and then suddenly all your fears disappear. Like, yeah. if a lion's chasing me and I fall in a pool of blood, I don't come out and fight the lion. I'm now covered in blood and there's now a lion after me. It makes things worse. It doesn't mean I'm yeah, something bad. slip off your hands if you're covered it's in It's just so stupid. She, she, it seemed like she was kind of trying to be a discount uh, Uma Thurman from Kill Bill. Yeah. And it was just like, no, don't watch Descent. Please, people. And it got such good reviews. Yeah, you've not seen the second one, have you? Well, the second one, isn't it that she she escapes and then she goes and calls a sheriff to get help and then they just take her back down there. And yeah. in that period of time of like a day, all the things down there have evolved even further into these even more ridiculous beings. Isn't that... Because I think I read the, the, the synopsis of it and it was like... Because I, I was like, how can there be a sequel? And it's like she gets out and then I goes know. back in there. And it's like, why does she have to go back in there? Yeah, it's what, just why like, the hell would she? It's like, there's nothing you can possibly do. If you said, all right, I'll put you in prison if you don't, it's like, okay, go on then. You go down there. You can. You go down there. You find evidence of me doing anything wrong and you can put me in prison. But it's, oh, that film, that triggers me. Yeah. That, that film, because everyone likes it so much, including you. I know you don't love it, love it, but it's just like, I was so hyped for it. Yeah, me, I appreciate it for what it is. Me and Marie, like, I'd say some of the best horror films, there's the new It, which I really, really rate. Um, don't breathe. That film's amazing. That's great. That's uh, that's a phenomenal film. Um, I think that's that's produced by Sam Raimi and directed by the guy who made the Evil Dead film, isn't it? Yeah, the new Evil Dead one. Obviously, the new Evil Dead film is absolutely amazing. Um, what was the other? A oh, Woman in Black. Yeah, I love that film. That, that shouldn't f- be a twelve A, but 
Yeah, well, I don't know. The thing is, twelve A's get well, twelves get away with so much now. There was uh, there's another there's an, uh, another film that I really do like. What it's called? What's oh, the, the new Blair Witch. I thought that was well, th- Get Out. I love Get Out. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, Get Out was awesome. But I didn't find that as much of a horror. I found it more of a thriller. Yeah, some it, of those films like body horror and things like that. Then. Yeah, are more of a thriller. It's not really in jump scares or I think scary moments in it. Blair Witch Project, the 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 original one. That freaked me out when I first saw it. First yeah, it's really freaky. I actually freaky. watched it the first night. I watched me and Reese watched Blair Witch and Descent, I believe. Um, I think we watched Descent first, and yeah, that that freaked us out. But then when I watched the new Blair Witch, it freaked me out even more. I just found I won't spoil what happens in the film or anything, but I found that was almost the perfect sequel. It kind of it made a lot of sense. They had obviously the first Blair Witch is all handheld cameras, and then the second one is. Um, it's handheld cameras they also have a drone and the cameras are better quality yeah, and stuff yeah it's really cool but I found the actual thing that's going after them and stuff when when you actually see it it is absolutely you only see it for a few seconds I think yeah. screen time is only about six seconds but oh, everything about it, the last half hour of that film because yeah, I, I think man. we watched it the yeah, cinema we together, didn't cinema. We? I, was... I was like traumatised after that that freaked me right out do you know what looks really good the new horror film called The Ritual Yes! Oh, me and Callum saw the trailer for that. Yeah, man. Oh, if it anyone, looks so good. Anyone should go check out that trailer for The Ritual. It looks... To be honest, but, but, I but love films about cults. I love The Wicker Man. You see, I haven't seen Wicker Man. You'd make... The Wicker Man is so... Oh. That's the one with the really cool artwork, isn't it? You've got the steel book that's like all yeah, uh, drawn. And it's the same guy who made the Ghostbusters um, ones and the Star Wars wallpaper that I've got on my phone. Yeah, man. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, and it's such an... Oh. It makes you feel fucking weird, that film does. Well, it's one of those things, when you get humans ritual, sacrificing other humans yeah, in a ritual man. way, it's, it's a lot more close to the bone in a way, because people do actually do that sort of thing. Oh, you know what film that kept on my mind for a long time, and so did Hannah's mum, she watched it, and she was like, I couldn't get it out of my head, The Witch. Fucking hell. It's weird you mention that, because I believe, once again, I think TJ... I think mentioned the witch. Yeah, I, man. I believe it was on the podcast. I think, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, man, it's really, really fucks with your head, and it's it's one of those films where you go away and you think about it, and it gets weirder, and you don't want to be thinking about it at night because it's really weird, and, you mm. and it's one of those things that will give you nightmares, and I, the visuals in it are just so disgusting and so close to the bone. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to be thinking about it at night time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like. I thought there's a couple of other horror films that have come out like around Halloween all the best horror films come. there's that there's that Death Day coming out which looks yeah. like, it's like Groundhog Day but I th- feel like the trailer's giving away too much but um, I feel yeah, like I can probably. actually already know what the plot is by the trailer I just want to say I think uh, we're recording this right now it's the 13th of September okay um, 2017 obviously and so the film isn't even out yet I don't think anywhere I am pretty damn certain just by watching the trailer that what the twist is is going to be that there's this person killing her and you know she dies comes back to life but you should watch the trailer it's quite cool but you know it's like Groundhog Day sort of thing but you know she dies and she has to figure out who the killer is I'm pretty certain it's not going to be one person who's the killer like I think that's going to be the twist is there's going to be more than one person trying to kill her because it just seems like the trailer gave seemed to give away so much, you know. Yeah. That somehow the killer, if you watch the trailer, it says the killer knew when your birthday was. Oh, she does this thing, and the killer still finds her and does this and does this. And there's one bit where she's driving away in a car, like screaming out of happiness, and then the thing comes and like runs a policeman over or something, and then gets out of the car. And I was just like, she wouldn't be cheering out of happiness if she'd maybe if she had escaped it somehow. Mm. 
but it's much more likely that there's more than one person and it's probably yeah. on a college campus or something because all set there there's some sort of cult and all our friends have joined it or something or maybe she's a complete bitch and that's going to be the twist of it she's actually yeah. a really horrible person or something well I know you did last summer kind of thing probably so oh. I just want to say right now yeah. I th- that's what I think the film is going to happen but I do want to see that, that scene from um, Hot Fuzz and any luck catching those killers then <laughs> oh yeah any luck catching those killers then <laughs> just the one killer actually <laughs> I love that film <laughs> Kraken film, um, um, but yeah, I like those films. Mate. I, lo- I love Source Code. That's a brilliant film. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, mate. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is really good. I yeah, I prefer Edge of Tomorrow over Source Code. Yeah, me too. But Source Code is really good. Source Code is great, but I think Edge of Tomorrow just blew me away. Yeah, man. I'm so they, surprised how good that was. They did some really good special effects with that film as well. Yeah, I really. Um, I, I, like... I wasn't looking forward to it, but it did really well. Yeah, well, it's like um. What you have, did you see that film Oblivion? No, I didn't. It looked really average. And yeah, I saw it, and I'm just trying to remember what the ending was like. Well, so I just don't. If you do, don't spoil it for anyone no, who does care. Yeah. But I know it's Morgan Freeman and Tom Cruise, and just sort of that kind of film where it's like sci-fi films are big at the moment. Let's get one of the biggest action film actors in, and one of the biggest just Stars. kind of generally loved. Like any time Morgan Freeman's in a film, people seem to love it because obviously he's great in everything relatively. So it's just like let's just put these two people together and make yeah. a sci-fi film, and it's just like what? And you look at the trailer, you're like I don't give a crap about this. <laughs> There's nothing about this film that looks even remotely interesting, and all the reviews are like, yeah, it's all right. I'm not um, wasting my time watching an all right film. A good Morgan Freeman film that many people have seen is Last Vegas. I was actually good. I love that film. I've seen it so many times. Really? Yeah, I think it's really funny. Robert De Niro. Yeah, so the um, old dude. Kevin dudes, Cosner, Michael um, Keaton or something? No, Michael Keaton. Douglas. Michael Douglas is in it, yeah. Vegas. Okay, and, yeah, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman. I love Robert De Niro. Um, He's great in everything. Robert really good, really good movie. Yeah. Well, so watch that. Yeah. Well, let's. let's um, we're getting nearish to the the hour mark now. I know you got to uh, head off soon. So do I. Got work tomorrow as well. Great. Um, but let's yeah, we got about ten twenty minutes left or so. So let's say what are some films, what are some of your favourite films, and then also what are some films that people probably haven't seen that you'd really recommend. You know, let's just I just want to put yeah. that out there. Two that we we both completely agree on is going to be. I'm going to get my list up. Oh God. Um, there's there's Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, yeah, amazing. it's on it's on Netflix. Uh, it's I think it's only an hour and a half long. It's got Sam Neill in it, who's in Peaky Blinders. Everything it seems like every <laughs> everything we've been talking about today, it's got someone from Peaky Blinders in it. It's got Sam Neill who's in Peaky Blinders, and it's got this kid in it who's amazing. It's heartwarming. It's one of the only films that's almost made me cry out of happiness and also sadness. Um, it's Hunt for the Wilder People. If you like people movies or you like feeling any kind of emotion and you like a good movie that isn't just pure action. Watch, watch out for the world of people it's, it's quite it's one of those films it's, it's almost like an indie movie that really needs it's, it's made by the guy who made uh, What We Do in the Shadows but I think it's about a hundred times better than What We Do in the Shadows so good I like What We Do in the Shadows but I, I just found that it wasn't as amazing as I was hoping um, but Hunt for the world of people. Everyone's just got to go see that film. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I can't recommend that enough. That that's a small film. So have you got, have you got your list uploaded? Yeah, a few films I'll just mention. The Great Outdoors is one of my ultimate like easy watching comedy films. Um, it's got John Candy in. Unfortunately, before he died, it's his last film. But that film is so so funny. I can't say I've seen that. Every film you're going to mention, I'm not going to have seen. And I'm going to your next films. is an absolute brilliant horror film. You keep not mentioning people, that to me. And I keep many people, not many people it. have seen it, but it's a brilliant film. There's a still book of that out as well. Isn't is there? there? Yeah. City of God. A lot of people haven't seen that. Isn't there two? Isn't there City of Ashes and City of God or something? Or no I idea. City of God is a um, Portuguese movie. Oh, I think I'm thinking of something else. Brilliant, brilliant movie. I remember watching it in um, film studies. Um, trying to think of any other films that. 
um, I'd recommend people trying to watch because yeah I'll try and watch anything and everything the if... best kind of films are when you you don't know anything about it yes and yeah. you just you, you that's why a lot of the time when trailers come out and yeah. it's just a bit like the, the Mar- Marvel are the worst for this when they release about a billion trailers for films. I remember when Avengers 2 came out, there was like four trailers for it. Yeah, and man. One of them was like a whole Hulkbuster trailer. And it's like, Hulkbuster's only on screen for like 10 minutes. Oh, and no, you've got they, a three-minute they... trailer or a two-minute trailer. It's like, so annoying. no need. You don't have to... It's like there was... um On YouTube, obviously, we're both, I think, subscribed to the movie trailers thing so we can see when new trailers come out and whatnot. And it was like... um some one of the movie trailers things had compiled every Wonder Woman advert together yeah. to 19 minutes. Why the fuck would anyone spend 20 minutes watching Wonder Woman film uh, trailers? The film's only two hours long, yeah. and it's actually a good movie. Surprisingly, it's the best DC movie I'd say. But films uh, I've watched recently, yeah, I'd say I've, I've recently watched Sleepless in Seattle. I think that film's the best rom com ever made. Yeah, so you like? I think the best rom com ever made is Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, but I'm talking, about, it, I'm, I'm talking about proper rom-com. So that is a good movie. It's one of the best comedies ever made. But I'm talking about the classic 90s love. So you've got, you've got Mel, When Harry Met Sally. Love There's... Actually, mate. That's not 90s, but Love Actually, that's the best Yeah, rom-com. Love Actually is really, really good. I'd, I'd actually change my mind. I think, I think Forward Road is the best yeah, comedy. You, but... Which ones have you seen? Have you seen Sleepers in Seattle? No, of course I haven't. Tom Hanks is amazing in that. Have you seen When Harry Met Sally? No. Have you seen You've Got Mail? No. Oh, dude. I know. For someone who had so little friends when I was younger, I watched very few movies. It's, there's um, Love Actually is one of those films, which I was sceptical to watch. And I was like, oh, it's one of those you know crappy rom-com films. When in actual reality, the majority of rom-coms are actually quite good. Yeah. Bridget, both Bridget Jones films that I've seen, I haven't seen the new one, Baby, but I saw the first two Bridget Jones films, I think they're actually good. I think they're enjoyable. I think The Holiday with Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, yeah, Kate Winslet and Jude Law, that's a good film. I really like the holiday. The more I, the more I think about it, um, the more I enjoy that. Pretty Woman is surprisingly good. Um, yeah, it, it's very rare to watch a rom com that's bad. It's just quite rare to watch a rom com that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, you need to see Sleepers in Seattle at least. I'll Tom try. Hanks is brilliant in that movie. Really, really good in that movie. I think La La Land or, or Whiplash. Oh, La La. Yeah, yeah. Whiplash I'm... is one of those films where Whiplash is like literally one of my favourite movies of all I'm time. So, so annoyed I didn't get a still book of that. I'm oh, like free now. Still books of that. You're a dick. <laughs> You're an absolute dick. Uh, two special editions and one still book. Uh, well, the. the Kimchi. Kim that was a kimchi. Because Kim... there's another one out, Les Cam or something. There's a. Really? Well, not Les Cam. There's, there's a couple of people who um, we follow on Instagram who post about like limited edition ones where it's kind of like kimchi, but it's not quite. It's called yeah. Maybe it's Lencam. I don't know. Something like that. Um, but limited edition, ridiculously expensive steel uh, Blu-rays and whatnot. It's yeah. annoying now because the, the steel books are starting to go. Like Alien Covenant. There's no there's no Alien Covenant Blu-ray steel book. There's only the Ultra 4K HD one. I've got, I actually ordered two. I've got it coming next tomorrow. But they're both... They're the H. They're Ultra 4K, mate. What the ones I didn't know? The ones I have ordered, the ones from HV aren't. Yeah, they are. Let me have a look. I, <laughs> I was looking at it earlier today because I was I was on my lunch, or maybe it was yesterday. Because I was like, I really want. I haven't got Alien Covenant on uh, on Blu-ray or anything. Really else. enjoyed that movie though. Covenant was really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's a great movie to watch with mates and stuff. Yeah, so it's, some of the gore in it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's man. Probably, it's probably the best gore I'd say yeah, of it's, any it's, Alien film. Some of these. So well done that first couple of bits. I just find that the problem is that every character's um just an idiot. 
That's quite annoying, isn't it? They do that thing. Not as bad as Prometheus, but yeah. Yeah, Prometheus is boring. I don't like that film. I love Prometheus, but the characters make the worst decisions. They can't be scientists making the decisions they make. Well, I just found it so dull. It's like, um, Prometheus was just so uninteresting for me. I just, I just, I found it so not gripping. I was, I remember everyone saying it was rubbish, and I watched it, and it was better than I was, I thought it was going to be, but it's just so forgettable, I found. I just so, it was so vague, but trying to be really edgy and complicated. And it was just a bit like, oh. Because it kind of made me dislike Ridley Scott because he made Blade Runner and I need to rewatch the first one because I really didn't like the original Blade Runner. I didn't like the original Alien um, and obviously there was... Alien Covenant was really good but yeah. the characters in it were a bit annoying. Um, and then I watched The Martian and that film is amazing. Yes, yeah, really good. I, I find the three trifectas of brilliant sci-fi movies of recent years are uh, Interstellar, Moon really good. and Martian. It's quite funny because Interstellar, Matt Damon's in Interstellar, almost the same character he's in in Martian. Yeah, and then just Moon, less of a dick. Yeah, and then Moon is quite similar. It's like, almost like in, Martian is like halfway between Interstellar and Moon. But I just found oh, Moon is Sam Rockwell. He's one of yeah, my favorite it's, actors. It's a really good, really good movie. Um, that blue, that Alien Covenant. It comes with the UK uh, 4K Ultra HD, but it also comes with a Blu-ray and a digital copy. Oh, okay, so it comes with Blu-ray, but it's also 4K. Yeah, you get two, three discs in it, two discs in it. One's oh, okay. the HD one. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but how much? That's like twenty-three quid, isn't it? Twenty-three quid, yeah. <sighs> no, I, I ordered two, so I can give you one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to give me one. Why do you order two? I didn't mean to. I don't know. I just I just saw fifty quid come out of my account the other day, and I looked at my orders, and it was just yeah. send just send one back. Yeah, it might do. Don't don't give it to me. I'd feel bad. And also, you're going to whale soon anyway. So it'll be a nightmare. And I, I do want that film, but I'll probably just buy it on Blu-ray. So I'll ask for it for Christmas for my mum or something. Just like because obviously, yeah, when he gets like when he gets past like eighteen, twenty, you don't really get gifts off people anymore. But my mum's lovely and still buy me stuff for Christmas, like a few little knickknacks and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I normally just the the, the films that I want to own that aren't out on Steelbook. I just normally ask. Like I got Kubo and the Two String. I got oh, True film. Grit. I still watch True Grit. True Grit's amazing. I keep meaning to. I started watching it with someone. I think it was one of the girls that I was uh, dating a few months ago. I, th- I think. I-, I can't really remember. But I started watching it. I watched about two or three minutes of it. And we just weren't feeling it. It was like, she had to quite pay a lot of attention. And we were just wanting to watch something quite chill. Yeah. Um, but I do want to watch True Grit. It keeps, I've got it poking out there. I do want to watch it. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, another one of my favourite actors is Oscar Isaac. Whoa. Oh, Ex Machina. That film. Everyone needs to watch Ex Machina. Hunt for the Wilder People, Ex Machina, and According to Alex Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. Ex Machina. Um, yeah, I saw film. Oscar Isaac in something recently, and I didn't realise he was in it. Um, Were these in... It's, oh, there's a new film. What's it called? It's called, like, Five Words. It's like, can't... It's not Can't Take My Eyes Off You, or Can't Look At Me, or... Oh, something like that. Man, I'm terrible. It's ter- terrible research into this. Into this He's in Suburbicon. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's that's the one with Matt Damon, isn't it, that we want to watch? Yeah, it's really that's good. It's coming out. You guys should watch the trailers for Suburbicon. What is it? Suburbicon, Downsizing, Wind River. They're all films that are coming out soonish. But I don't, I don't know if they're going to be out by the time this podcast comes out, because I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to release this. You know, I imagine... September now. Yeah, well, not September now. I, need, I want to stockpile and record a few more episodes first. Um... And then I'll I'll release them. Obviously, I'm going to release them in parts because I'm not going to try not release them in like two hour chunks. Yeah. Because obviously the one with TJ is almost three hours long. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to look up with with the Oscar Isaac movies. I just really need to know. But uh, but I want to say X Machina. If if there's any film for me 
if if there's any film that I'd suggest that people should watch, it's it's got to be Ex Machina. Like Ex Machina is is one of my favorite films, um, probably ever. To be honest, I'm, I'm quite yeah. a sci-fi buff, but I was just I was blown away by just how good it was. Social Network, watch Social Network. Oh, Social Network. That's another one by I David really, Fincher. I really, really do love that movie. If if anyone hasn't watched that yet, if anyone's like, oh, the Facebook movie, I w- I'm with you. I legit thought the Facebook movie was going to be absolutely terrible, but then I watched it. And it's not, it's not really even about Facebook, but it is absolutely amazing. The film I was thinking of, I believe, is Two Faces in January. Oh. I believe. The two films I'm going to recommend is The Big Short, which is absolutely brilliant, and Spotlight. Spotlight won the Oscar for Best Movie of the I Year. Still I still haven't watched that yet. I'm going to watch that with my mate Jasmine at some point. Spotlight, yeah, and The Big Short. They're both brilliant, 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 brilliant movies. They both won Oscars. Yeah. Um, and they both are just a collection of amazing actors all in one film we've got so many actors in both the films yeah and they're just brilliant so just we've got we've got about a minute left so let's uh, let's just really brief round up okay so the films i'd say is for comedy movie um well, i don't know com- comedy is a different difficult one because there's so many comedy films it's so subjective yeah but i'd say four year old virgin's universal race. but everyone's seen bloody four year old virgin but yeah um so we'd say um, with rom-com for me, I'd say is Love Actually. You'd say Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Um, for people films, I think we'd bo- both agree Hunt for the Wilder People is probably one of yes, the best. Yes, But also The Way, Way Back. Way, Way Ever- Back everyone needs to watch Way, Way Back. That film, if you don't love that film, there's something wrong with you. Um, and obviously anything was Anson. Uh, horror films, I'd say uh, the original Blair Witch, the new Blair Witch, uh, A Woman in Black, and... Don't breathe and the new it. Yeah, I think it all real. Obviously, the Conjuring films are good as well, but they're not quite up to the same standard, I'd say. As the Con- others. Nah, Conjuring two is the probably my favorite out of them. I think they're both pretty close though. That's the thing. They're both really good films. I just didn't think they were mind blowing. Yeah. Um, and then sci-fi. I have got to say, Moon, Interstellar, uh, Martian, and Ex Machina. Yeah. Um, what was really good was um, Swiss Army Man. That's like a bit of a sci-fi, I guess. Oh, that's just one of those weird ass films that no one really knows what to yeah how to explain it yeah yeah there's a few of those films. I can't really think of any really oh there's a, the weirdest film I think I've ever seen is probably being John Malkovich yeah that is really weird it's um, cool though it's yeah. a good movie but it's another weird another one that's really oh, I can't remember I'll have to think of another podcast but yeah there's another <laughs> movie that is great it's fine and um yeah I'm trying to think of the other genres people are probably going to be scre- the, the problem is there's, there's a lot of action movies and the thing is action movies it it's so easy to make a good action movie, but it's quite hard to make a truly yeah. amazing one. But I'd, oh, in Bruges, I'd say everyone should watch in Bruges. Oh, that, that's a great movie. Um, a film that no one's ever, never, I've never found someone else who's seen it. Right, is Beasts of the Southern Wild. Beast of the Southern Wild. Beasts of the Southern Wild. It right. is a brilliant movie. Um, if you ever get a chance to watch that, it's uh it's a brilliant movie. Yeah, honestly, um, and no one, no one really seen it. Um, it was nominated for four Oscars and oh, won wow. tons of awards, mm. and it's in a fantastic story about a, um, a, a girl and her dad um, during this kind of part in the world where there's always floods have come in. No one's got any like they're just kind of living off the land, and yeah. she's with her dad, and there's these like creatures called the Beast of the Southern Wild, and yeah, um, it's hard to explain. But if you have Beast of the Southern Wild. Watch yeah. it. It's incredible. Cool. And also, I want to also add Children of Men. That that film's yeah. got arguably the best one-shot I've ever seen in it in my life. 
just where he's in that building about three quarters through. I won't spoil it because that, that yeah. film is very story driven. But there's a bit where the main character's in the building and he's walking towards the camera and the camera's constantly moving back. And it's, I can't how long the scene is. I think it's like five, ten minutes long yeah. of one shot. And I'm just such a sucker for one shot. The raid, the raid two, that one shot scene in the prison, in the, not prison, yeah. in the yard sort of bit is just, oh, right. We're just going to keep just randomly mentioning. Yeah, it. Just gonna, we're just going to be sat here for the next half hour and just going, oh, this film. Exactly. Oh, this film. So I think that just, we're kind of done. You know, it's getting kind of late-ish now. And we've just we've done over two hours of podcasting now. So, um, yeah. So we're going to end this here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Alex. Hopefully I'll... Um, yeah, it's been brilliant. Yeah, in the next, I don't know, with it, I'll be doing the podcast for a long period of time. I do want to, you know, keep this going for hopefully years and years. And um, so I'll, I'll see you in the next... But when you move off to Wales and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll obviously come visit you and stuff. And then in the next year or two, maybe I'll just chuck on another couple yeah, of podcasts definitely. have a catch up with you know what you're doing with your forest schools and stuff and we'll chat about movies again and whatnot so um yeah so if, if you guys enjoyed this podcast uh basically on facebook and on instagram uh we've got a page is i am movies uh we we have limitless cards and we we generally we try and post uh, i'd say about four times a week i'd say maybe three four sometimes five times a week yeah. it depends on what we're doing we're both quite we both have jobs and lives you know more alex having a life than me um and we try and watch films but you know there are certain weeks where just almost no films come out and nothing's good at the cinema and we're both quite busy with shit so it's just like, hard to do stuff but if you're into movies and you care vaguely about our opinions on movies or if you just want to see some cool steel books just follow us on instagram i am movies it's easy enough to find or on facebook yeah definitely yeah cool well um yeah that's the end of that then see you yeah, guys later see you later bye bye so yeah that's the end of that one then um that was the movie episode obviously with alex uh, i'm not really sure what i'm gonna release next week yet as i'm you know recording this a, a week or two before release um so yeah i'm figuring out what i'm gonna release next so it's gonna be an adventure for all of us so yeah make sure you like on you know facebook uh instagram youtube all those sorts of things on all the if you can review that'd be great leave a like you know, i'm happy with also any feedback and whatnot so um yeah well thanks for listening again guys and um i'll be talking to you again soon shortly well soon shortly that was terrible wasn't it god i can't bother to record another outro i'm sorry guys see you later